as always, I knock my mic over and then bang against an ice axe. <laughs> Classic. April 2020, Las Vegas. Okay, I am now recording on GarageBand. Uh, Alex, where where are you right now? So I am sitting in a closet underneath my staircase. I guess it's my gear closet. I've got three ice axes within 18 inches of my face and uh, and the whole rack of camps behind me and a bunch of shoes hanging on the wall. Clearly, uh, we've been able to bring the highest levels of production value to this operation. Well, you know, everybody works from the space they have. And and actually, uh, the, the closet is incredibly quiet and it's not disruptive to the rest of the house. So other people can can go on living without even knowing that I'm, I'm doing my thing. So, I mean, I, I love the gear closet. Uh, should I just introduce myself as well? I'll yeah. just I'll just do yeah. a whole take. So, yeah. uh, so hi, I'm Alex Honnold, and just like everybody else in the country, I started a podcast during the pandemic. Hi, I'm Alex Honnold. This podcast was supposed to be leading up to the Summer Olympics, and uh, you know. Okay, um, let's let's try something a little different. Um, let's just let's dive in. Why would the world want another climbing podcast? Why are we making this? I think that powerful stories are more important than ever. You know, I mean, it's it's interesting because in some ways you can get quicker access to climbing news right now than ever before. I mean, you can YouTube the beta on any Boulder problem you want to try at any time, typically from the Boulder itself. You know, you have good enough service, you can just watch a video of somebody climbing it. I mean, that's kind of like eating candy, you know, it's like fluff that kind of comes and goes really quickly. But I think that really powerful climbing stories, like the the legends that we share with our friends, we're like, I just can't believe that happened. That's such a crazy story. Those stories really carry, you know, the history of climbing in a way that, that YouTube shorts don't, you know. There is no central repository for for climbing knowledge there's no rules it's not televised it's not uh you know in mainstream news for the most part really we just have climbing culture you know the the stories that we tell each other the the legends you know the the basically the campfire sessions where you where you retell crazy climbing stories i mean that is climbing culture that's where where ethics come from in climbing we have we've talked a lot about this idea that that climbing has changed um, there are climbing gyms springing up in basically every city or town that, that has more than 100,000 people, um, even if it's hundreds or thousands of miles away from the mountains. Um, climbing is going to be included in the Olympics for the first time, if they ever happen. Um, it's getting bigger. It's more organized. There's more science to the training. There's more money behind it. And the sport is more accessible than it has ever been before. And the quality of athletes participating is going through the roof and standards are being shattered. And while this has happened, you know, really in the last 10 years, um, it's kind of wild because the community, <laughs> we can't all agree whether climbing is even a sport or some sort of fringe lifestyle, whether it's about athletics or adventure. And it is like some phenomenon we all helped create, but we don't really understand what it is. Yeah. You know, what I hear you saying is that, the, that those stories told over a campfire, um, they kind of serve as like a compass for our community. Yeah. Some of the great stories of climbing are slowly being forgotten because they happened decades ago. There was no easy way to record them. Uh, nobody to, to share them basically. 
And some of the stories happening right now are happening very quietly and, and sort of under the radar. And I think that both kinds of stories are worth sharing. I don't know. I mean, I think that's why I care about it. I'm just sort of excited to, to talk about where climbing's been and where it's going. Should we do this? I'm Alex Honnold. I'm Fitz Cahal. And this is Climbing Gold. We bring you a new podcast from the creators of the Dirtbag Diaries about where the sport of climbing has been and where it's headed. As adventure gives way to athleticism, what do we risk losing and what do we stand to gain? We need things that are on the fray that push the limits. I mean, if we stop doing that, what happens to the growth of our sport? If you look at the history of climbing, we started by just wanting to get to the top of these big mountains. This next evolution happens to be rockless. It's plastic and wood. You'll hear from the climbers who helped us get to this moment. I was passionate about climbing mountains. So you're saying that you dragged George out of the priesthood in order to do first yes. ascents with you around the world. Yes. <laughs> I mean, the story just gets better and better. I would envision an, an invisible cord above me leading up to the firmament. The people pushing the sport right now. Just for a few moments, I'm in this huge, wide landscape, and it's like an expression of my own piece of art. I couldn't really imagine what success looked like for myself because I had never seen anyone do it before me that came from a similar community that I did. The competitors. Once you step out onto the stage, you face the crowd close to like 10,000 or something. Like, it's always very emotional for me. The leaders. Sometimes we have to think a little more. We have to go a little bit further in terms of traditional knowledge and traditional significance Dealing with a dictatorship such as the Cuban government, I still don't know to this day what act or acts I did that caused me to be inadmissible. The risk takers. Instantly that changed the whole sport for me from, oh, it seems dangerous, but I don't know if it's really that dangerous, to, oh wow, people can die right in front of you. In our first season, 10 timeless tales. Everybody just followed Chris. He was like cool, he was he was sexy, he was funny, he had this like surfer vibe. You know, climbers were just these like kind of vagabond dirtbags and he just, he kind of had it all. The guys look at me and say, you know, women are not going to be able to climb 514. And when people said those things, it really made me think hard about, well, what is possible? And it's really just again about the story you tell yourself. Find it wherever you get your podcasts.